Ladies and gentlemen, if you like the Smug Film Podcast, do yourself a favor and head over to patreon.com slash smugfilm, where we've got a bunch of great rewards if you donate to the show. For just $1 a month, you'll get a bonus mini episode of the show every Monday in your inbox, as well as access to all past mini episodes. These episodes will never be available on iTunes or smugfilm.com or anywhere else. The only way to hear them is by donating $1 a month through patreon.com slash smugfilm. For $5 a month, you'll get the bonus episodes, plus we'll do a 30-second plug of whatever you want on one episode a month. Whether you want us to plug your website, your movie, your small business, your Twitter handle, whatever it is, we'll plug it. For $10 a month, you get the bonus episodes, plus we'll do a 30-second plug of whatever you want on every single episode of the show. That's four episodes a month. It's an incredible deal. So once again, that URL is patreon.com slash smugfilm. Head on over there today, and we look forward to your kind donation. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Smug Film Podcast. Hey, coming it's at your, you. It's your host, Cody Clark, with our special guest, Anthony Kaffer, and always here... Jenna Ipcar. How's it going, Jenna? Pretty good there, Cody. How are you doing today? Do you have that period yet? What? (laughs) (laughs) Have you gotten it yet? Uh, No, no, not yet. Oh. Oh, and we're going to check weather right now. It's about 65 degrees, partly cloudy. Partly cloudy. All right, welcome to Smug Film Podcast. We're just, a, wait, what? We're that just what they trying do? that. Isn't we're, that what they do? They talk about periods? Is yeah, like it's thing? shock jock. And then they do oh. the weather. You don't know about no shock jocks? Every 10 minutes, right? Yeah. You ever been on a shock shocking. jock uh, on a radio program? No. You're more the NPR crowd, right? <laughs> I'm more the never getting asked to do radio ah, shows crowd. That's the crowd. See, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I knew it was one of those. It was one of those. That's, the, that's right. the thing. You're just never on them. Yeah. Got it. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Smug Film Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Clark. With me today, Jenna Ipcar, of course. Yeah. Anthony Cap for our special guest. Hey. How you doing there, Caps? Good. I haven't gotten my period yet. Oh, no. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Really. Still waiting. Still waiting on that period. Yeah. Yeah. Have the breasts come in. Uh, they come and go. I yeah. had them. They were bigger before, and then uh, I lost some weight. So Okay. Hey, you want to hear something really <laughs> shocking? Okay. What? My dog has a false pregnancy. Whoa. So she got all these nipples suddenly, and they're not going away. Oh, weird. That's It's a thing, apparently, that animals can get. Dogs How? just get nipples? Like new nipples just spring up? Well, she had her first period because she was a puppy, and uh-huh. we haven't neutered her yet. And then she like, yeah, like all these nipples showed up. <laughs> Weird. Nipples just show up? Well, they're like a puppy. She went for like, you know, she got like her full bloom came in. So she had like the little the little, little hard to find nipples. Yeah, now they're big old nipples, big old honkers. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> I got to see these nipples. Yeah. Dog nipples? I got photos probably. <laughs> Let's see them. Well, we're not talking about dog nipples today. That's I don't not That's not today are. That's not today's topic <laughs> as billed on the title of the episode at least. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Today's podcast is about Gumby the movie. Yeah. Because I don't know if you noticed there, there Anthony, mm-hmm. but we watched uh, Gordy last week. Okay. And so we're we're continuing along a theme of, of similarly titled movies. This so is we, next in the alphabetical. Yeah. Well, we did Gordy. Now we did Gumby. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to do Gooby. Is then we're going to do Gorky Park. <laughs> and then we're going to do the Goofy movie. <laughs> so, oh, my God. I love You should come go- back for the Goofy movie. Can I? I'll Please watch do. it again. Please it's- do. Oh man, that would be amazing. So we did we're doing Gordy, Gumby, Gooby, Gorky, Goofy. I don't know any of those except Gumby and What other podcast has ever done that? First of all, <laughs> no, none. we're breaking history. Yep. Well, we're making history. We're not breaking well, history. Well, you gotta make it before you break it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make that history before you break that history. Yep. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> if you don't use it, you lose it. That's true. I'm so I'm like so tired today. I'm just watching this happen. I'm just letting it happen. <laughs> yes. And uh so yeah, Gummy Gummy the movie, same year as uh Same as, year, as 95. Our, our pal Gordy. What's Gordy? Gordy, well, you should go back yeah, and listen to that. Thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we could tell you're a regular listener. <laughs> 
with a question like that. Um, Gordy is about a pig that becomes the CEO of a company. Oh, oh yeah. For you and everyone else who skipped over that episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a quick summary. Please, I, and by the way, if you're listening and you haven't listened to that episode, please go back because Gordy is kind of fascinating. But, it is. Uh, it actually is. Did it come out before Babe or after? Yes, Babe? it got rushed. A couple months. It was the it was the classic thing of oh, we hear that so and so studio is making a pig movie. Let's try and get our pig movie out ahead of time. <sighs> and so that's what they did with uh, Gordy. Of course, Gordy tanked, and Babe was like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. But it's just they're trying to piggyback off of the the <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, yeah, I nice. like that. That yeah. was I that uh, much bigger laugh on this episode than last episode. <laughs> I just want to note. Yeah, I um, love it. Yeah, so that that was their attempt, and you know, you end up making a little bit more money on a shitty movie than you yeah. would if you hadn't have done that. But uh, yeah, Gordy is on Netflix. You can watch it on there. It's in HD. Wow, uh, only way to watch it. I think. Yeah, I think Gordy selling point. You really it? need that high def to bring out those uh, pig hairs. Oh, you want to see all the hairs. Every hair on that. You want to see all the the fucking balls. Yeah. There's no balls. They all got nipples, though. Remember? No, the, the we talked about pig nipples the last dad episode. The dad had big ass nuts. Okay, the, the, the dad did. It's Sometimes pop. they have like weird skin where it's like discolored. No, these, these were beautiful skin. pigs, oh, actually. Okay. It, the best thing about Gordy is that the pigs all look uh, camera ready. Mm. Yeah. Which is important. But the, uh, the, uh, the, the dad pig, big old set of nuts <laughs> on that fella. <laughs> and uh, they, you know, they want to hide it, but they can't. They can't they're, hide those nuts. They're even in shots where he's not in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh. essentially a 3D film. But it was uh, ahead of its time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, please, if you're listening, or yeah. if you're like Anthony and you haven't heard the episode, please go back and of course watch Gordy on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, Gumby, Gumby the movie, same year, 1995. I do not know how. This one slipped me by because I was a Gumby fan as a child, yes. as I'm sure you were, Jenna. Oh, yeah. And you were, Anthony. I was a huge Gumby fan. Gumby's the shit. I never chef. saw it. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. I, I It just totally slipped me by. Apparently, it was made for like a couple million dollars. Yeah, I think it was like, I was looking, I was this was on Wikipedia, so who knows, but I was looking on, uh, and, and IMDb too, actually. But they both said it was like a couple million, like like two point five to three million dollars. Jesus, yeah. But it only raked in fifty k. <laughs> yeah, which it, that I also don't understand. It had this really shitty theatrical release, apparently, where it was only in like thirty theaters nationwide or whatever. And then it came out on VHS, and apparently it did really well. Right. It just didn't do nearly as well as you know cracking that two point five mil. You know, but Gumby ceiling. was huge then. Yeah, Gumby yeah. was huge. I don't know what the fuck happened. It, it was on. It was back on TV, right? Yeah, it was, was the, the resurgence. 80s? Yeah, we From watched that on. I, but it was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon brought back the '80s version, so it was on TV in the '90s. Yeah, it was, I was SNL. Watching it. SNL had that yeah, skit. Yeah. And but yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a was, Gumby resurgence, but yeah. I don't know why this one slipped people. I guess by. they waited too long. They should have put it out in 1985. Well, it took them a couple years to uh, to make it, and then for it to finally be released. I think it. They ended up like it took like six or seven years, all said and done. Because you know how these things with yeah. like claymation ends up taking like three forever. or four years. There's some really nice shots. There's one. There's at least one shot where it pans while there's like a bunch of dancing. Yeah, and so that's that's not easy to do. That is not easy to do. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting aesthetic because when you look at it, it always. I mean, Gumby always looks like kind of shitty. Yeah, but, but in a good way. Yeah, because and also it, it kind of like hides the 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 amount of like technical work that actually does go into these things. Like I remember there's like a shot where like it was one of the characters putting stuff in the mailbox mm-hmm. and like there was a light coming down like where the sun should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for all the cheapness of Gumby, they put the sun in the right place yeah. and they had it coming down in like a believable way. And it, it just looked right. And I think. There's so much like stuff that like unless you're like really like a big avid like fan who's looking for the technical stuff, unless mm-hmm. you're really into the technical stuff, a lot of that stuff is just going to be intuitive and you just it's going to go by and you, the magic it just really works and it's totally invisible. Yeah, because you, know? you feel like it's all real. Yeah. 
they're, I, they're real they're real characters how about you jenna what do you, what do you think of the you gumby? Think gumby looks cheap i i don't know like it's funny that you're saying that because i understand what you're saying but it never occurred to me really i guess cheap well, might be the wrong word i think word. it's more Com- like homemade you it, think yeah. about it, it looks think of, yeah gumby compared to toy story yeah which wasn't really that much later gumby, than looks, the gumby, like movie. You, gumby looks like you could make it yeah. Gumby looks right, like you can yeah. tell that yeah. a couple people sat around and they actually like you made can, the things. Yeah, without computers. Yeah. And uh just with camera tricks. And uh I I I'll go on record. I really enjoyed this film. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. I liked <laughs> it a lot. We all we all by the way, much better than than Gordy. Oh yeah. I'm just putting yeah. that out there. Light years better than Gordy. You know, my assumption was, all right, well, if it didn't do well, and mm-hmm. I never heard of it. They probably tried to make it like really 90s and they probably changed mm-hmm. the look of things and tried to do it in like a new, hip, interesting way for the kids or they added CGI or they did yeah. whatever. Like what what was it that fucking made it that this is a movie that's forgotten? And no, it looks just like all the other Gumby stuff. I thought it was made in the 60s. Yeah, it, it it, looked like it exactly. Could it could have been made any fucking decade of Gumby. <laughs> Except for the, the Star Wars scene. Right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. All the great references to like yeah. contemporary movies that were really well done. They were just like subtle and like in there. Yeah, there was, I love this, the lightsaber. The fight. lightsaber duel is fantastic. I, I can't believe they were able. That was probably the most of the budget. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the rights. Yeah. Well, I looked in the credits and they, you know, lo and behold, Skywalker sound for their, their sound. Hmm. So who knows? You know, George Lucas is notorious as this guy who has a hand in a lot of stuff that we never even know. So maybe um, he had a part in it. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he put some of that money in or he helped him out in other ways. Because he he's notorious. He's always doing that shit, but he just doesn't put his name on necessarily all of it. Who did Howard the Duck? That was uh who actually directed it? Yeah, I guess. Ooh, I should look that up. But that was not that had nothing to do with George Lucas? No, I think he uh, produced it or some, or Spielberg produced it. Because oh, really? all, all those guys like those old comic books, which are yeah. actually very well drawn and very well done, the Howard the Duck stuff. If you look at the actual like artwork, it's gorgeous. Um, I've but, only ever heard bad things about the movie, though. Oh, the movie's horrible. I actually liked it. But you I was, like it? I was a kid when I saw it, so I don't know. You're the guy who likes it. Yeah, I'm the one person. Yeah. But uh, back to uh, Gumby, which everybody would like. I can't foresee anybody not liking the movie. It was really good. And it had a lot of positive messages. Right. I, I thought. A lot yeah. of really progressive. It was all yeah. about like how, uh, you know, don't borrow money. I well, thought They was, were not <laughs> subtle about that. <laughs> that message. was real specific. Borrowing money is bad. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of ahead of its time yeah. with like the bank crises and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it was a good lesson. Why not? And then uh, the whole farmers trust stuff yeah. was also pretty interesting. Yep. You know, it was like let's do benefits for farmers. Those yeah. guys are gonna need it later in two thousands. And then <laughs> the uh, the whole thing about rock music. There was like some hardcore shredding in Gumby. Oh, he shreds. I didn't. Gumby is like, like fucking Joe Satriani. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love those like. Because, like, for the majority of the film, it's just instrumental, like, backing track sounding like, yeah. you know, like stuff that they just bought or whatever. But apparently, like, it was stuff they actually recorded. And by the way, I looked in the credits. The lead guitarist from Jefferson Starship <laughs> is the guy who did really? all the fucking, like, wow. noodling in that in that Gumby film. Wow. Yeah. In yeah. fact. I like the two songs at the end with lyrics because it's all, like, there's a, the, love, the love song about Gumby. I love that love song. He's so like, It's like, Gumby, you're green, yeah. you're great, you're a cosmic awesomeness. Yeah. Oh, what is the line? <laughs> Wait, I think I actually wrote what the what the line was. Cause... I'm glad you keyed into that, too, because I love that. Uh, there's weird fucking love song Gumby lyrics. Uh, we'll cut the You're dinner. a cosmic display. You're green, you're clay, you're a cosmic display. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. You do something to my chemistry. <laughs> Take me away, oh Gumby. <laughs> that's explicit. You got to cover that tune. That's a that's, that's a so good. That's a quality tune. I didn't know. I didn't know you could even write a love song about Gumby. Apparently, you can. And it was written by uh, Art Cloakey's wife. Yeah. Look in the credits. You got to. I did see that in the credits too. By the way, the credits is like five minutes long, <laughs> and there's like a whole song in the credits, and there's all these scenes that's like. Wait, was that in the movie? Like, <laughs> did I fall asleep during that part? It's like all these scenes where like there's like monsters chasing them and like all these very exciting <laughs> things that you know they worked really hard on. Yeah. But for some reason just didn't end up in the fin- end up in the finished film. This movie felt very like brought to you by marijuana. Oh. 
Like well, 100%. And, but not in even like a, it, it, like there were just some weird sort of druggy and spaced out things happening in this movie. Like I love that last final chase scene where mm-hmm. there's like a million pokies in a mirror room. Oh yeah. With yeah. like a black and white tile floor. And then Gumby runs through what blockheads are rolling around him. And it was just like the trippiest Dude, shit. And that's what's playing during that, uh, Gumby love song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, was very high when I watched it last night. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. So you're you're a resonant person who was high who yeah, watched I totally this watched movie because I was sober. Stone cold Jenna sober. Jenna was stone cold sober. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 was the best aspect? The best. Well, what comes to mind for me it first is what was the worst. I think. Okay. I think the uh, the the music went on too long. Every time they show the band playing, it was too much. So while you were high, the music was because it too was long. just generic. Uh, it was I was digging it. Yeah. I was loving it. I you like know, I you, like instrumental guitar rock. It was all right, but what took me out of it was every time they showed a close up of the drummer, way off. Okay, <laughs> he was not. They were not, they were not synced. Are you telling me mm-hmm. that the little clay guy was off on his rhythms? <laughs> he was just. They're showing him doing drum rolls. Yeah. But he's just playing a straight two, four, you <laughs> know, all over Wait, the place. Before we get too far into this, I think we should, we owe it to our listeners to just mm. explain really briefly what the plot is. Please, Jenna, yeah, yeah. Jenna, take it away. Give Which us- is to say that, so like, there is a lot of watching this band play. And so yeah. it's basically just like Gumby has this, what is the name of his band? The Clayboys. The Clayboys. Come on, Jenna. Duh. <laughs> the yeah. Clayboys. Gumby and the Clayboys. With, with like... Big, what is it? Low buckle. There's okay. High no buckle. buckle. There's no buckle. No buckle. High thin buckle. Thin buckle. Uh, and fat buckle. Fat oh, I thought buckle. There was a toe buckle. And low no. belly. There's a dog named Low Belly. Low, low belly. Belly's a dog. And Low Belly, when he listens to sweet ass rock and music, he mm-hmm. cries pearls. Actual pearls. Actual real valuable pearls. Yes, verified. valuable being valuable being the keyword. And in order Computer to computer verify, in order to verify mm-hmm. it, they bring it to a scientist. <laughs> yeah. who is Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Oh, one hundred. They bring it to Bernie Sanders. Hey guys, let me take a <laughs> look. <laughs> oh, the banks. Oh, what was that? Uh, and everybody he, gets pearls. I have pearls for everybody. <laughs> It's not. It's not an exaggeration. He takes it literally to Bernie Sanders, hair and out, hair and all. One hundred percent. Bernie yes. Sanders, Mr. Potato Head. Yes. Mix. If you can smush them together, that's mm-hmm. that's who you got helping the Gumby folk learn that the pearls are actual pearls. Right. And so then the blockheads get wind of this. But wait, important fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gumby and them don't know that the pearls are coming from the dog. Yeah, yes. they, they, they don't just even see know about pearls this. on the floor. They just find one pearl. Yeah, they find one pearl just in the hay where the dog was, and they don't put two and two together because they're yeah. not as smart as the blockhead yeah. folks. Well, know? the blockheads saw it happen. Uh, right. That's what okay. it was. Okay. Yeah. But, Fair enough. Fair enough. But the blockheads somehow knew that the pearls were valuable. Yeah, meanwhile, Gumby and crew were like, I don't know if this is valuable. Let's, <laughs> yeah. we'll, <laughs> they let's took get it to it. a scientist. Yeah, but blockheads were like, no, this is no. a fucking pearl. We have an elaborate scheme. Without any verification. Yeah, we know. We got it. (laughs) So they knew immediately. Yeah. So the blockheads, of course, the GNJ brothers or whatever, you know, they're always getting into hijinks in any fucking Gumby cartoon. They're they're evil, the old blockheads. Yeah, Yeah, man. There's a lot of menace in Gumby. Anyhow, but yeah, right. So the blockheads. They come up with a crazy scheme. They want to kidnap the dog, but they know that if they kidnap the dog, everyone's going to know. So they make a robot version. They clone a robot version of the dog to replace the dog with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they give Gumby and and company back the replacement robot dog, which, you know, good idea, blockheads. Nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. But then they keep the real dog in a cage, which is sad. Right. And And they're trying to make him cry. Yeah. Yeah. So they're showing them the music because they know that like they recorded it on a cassette tape. Yeah, they play him a cassette, and the dog's like, "No, this isn't the same." And the computer tells (laughs) them that it has to be live music. Yeah, because the computer is fucking artificially intelligent in this movie. It's like the greatest goddamn computer you've ever seen that these fucking blockheads got. It's basically hell. Yeah, and and it's like fucking like bringing up shit that like has nothing to do with like you know calculations it's like nah you guys you gotta go do you know it's like the computer's really running the story you know what i thought was interesting about the computer when they were uh ready to play you know they they have the the words on the computer screen and it said like that the the robot was ready it said on the screen it said like i guess this was later when they cloned gumby Uh so it was like spoiler (laughs) (laughs) it said that the dupe was ready to play yeah 
But the voice said Gumby is ready. I know, because they knew that nobody was going to know what the fuck a dupe was. Yeah. <laughs> and I just... I just liked that. I, I noticed that too. Yeah. That stuck out for me. Well, so you're right. So to, to fast forward, essentially, then they have to steal everyone in the band and then they yes. clone everyone in the band so that they can send them back while they have the real band in like meat lockers. But they want to use <laughs> the, the, the robot oh, clones well, to, to make mu- music, but the robots don't know how to play music. The robots were no, terrible. The, the ro- no, they were fucking fantastic, okay? They they were progressive. <laughs> they were out there. They were the primus of look, yes. look up yes. look up Blotted Science, the band Blotted Science. Go on on your YouTube right now. Pull up Blotted Science. That's what the robots were playing. I enjoyed the robot music. Oh, okay. I Eventually, will go on record. Gumby did. They were doing like yeah, Gumby, uh, hated Gumby it. said they sound awful. <laughs> they were doing like Locrian mode like chromatic stuff. They were going all over the place like polyrhythms. Yeah. The fucking robots were killing it. Hmm. You guys Guys, you you fucking simple folk just don't have the headspace to comprehend what these these progressive robot musicians were doing. Look, Gumby's from space and he didn't like it, so we're Gumby, not so wrong. Gumby's, Gumby's a space? fucking asshole because Gumby doesn't only knows a certain type of music, and he wants to pass in the movie. He passes judgment on this robot music, and he should have just been like, "All right, well, it's not for me." You know, mm-hmm. just say that. Don't be like, "Oh, it's horrible. It's the worst." No, just be like, "Hey, guy, put something else on. Not for me." All right, so essentially Gumby has to then they they figure out their robots, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I won't I won't ruin the wonderful ending of this movie for okay, our listeners. Fair enough. Oh, we're not doing spoilers. Well, we already did. But so now I want to hear the best and the pros and cons of watching it while high. I got to know what the best scenes were. The worst part. And the worst. What the worst. played what played the best? I, I feel like I was really picking up on the positive positive messages they were putting out. <laughs> I was really into that. The positivity, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all about friendship. When Pokey is sad, Gumby is more than accommodating. By the he way, fucking know. Pokey at the start of this movie, it's like he just read Catcher in the Rye for the first time. <laughs> he's this angsty fucking dick teenager. Yeah, why is he so rude? That's what I was going to say. Is that, Did that turn you off or were you like, no, nah, he's it. right. It's paranoia. Like I liked it. I, I didn't know he had so much attitude. I didn't remember that. Yeah, from Pokey when I was a kid. is pissed because Pokey's pissed that like the Clayboys are taking all their Gumby yeah. time. Yeah. Which Pokey fucking, you know, Go do go start your own band or do something else. But, yeah, and the know. TV show, all of them were in the band, and then in the movie, how come they're not in the band anymore? Ah, well, that maybe that's why Pokey's pissed. Maybe Pokey got fucking let go. Wasn't Pokey the drummer or the bass player or something? I don't know. Maybe like that Prickle might be. A, there, I feel like Prickle then, was the. And the then, drummer. by the way, Goo. Prickle's my dude. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to go on record. That's my favorite Gumby fella. He had. Oh, I forget what his. He had some good lines. I forget. Prickle always has good lines. He had a bunch of one-liners. Prickle is underrated. I love Prickle. I'm a Prickle fan. If you're, if he has you're, a good voice. if you're a Prickle yeah. man, do do hashtag Prickle man. And send that to me. Does and does, I'll retweet you. I don't care what else you say in tweet. Just hashtag, hashtag Prickle man. I will retweet you. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet a bunch of Prickle man tweets. Yeah. I love Perkle. I'm then I'm gonna go out and say that Goo's pretty underrated too because she has like a sweet like airplane. She's got yeah. like fucking superpowers. She's yeah. fucking great. I think Goo was underutilized. In Always that film. perpetually oh, yeah. because Gumby has a, like a misogynist tinge because mm-hmm. Goo the girl Goo is like the shit. Goo uses her her clayness yeah. to. An extent only rivaled by Gumby, mm-hmm. but she's more clever because she uses it to like defend like the crew. Like Gumby she, was just doing it for vanity. Exactly. Gumby <laughs> uses his superpowers for just fucking being cool. He's shredding and she, doing all this cool stuff. She's actually like defending her friends. Yeah. Yet she like gets like shit on and nobody appreciates well, it. There is that in one, my opinion. That one part of the movie where where Prickle is like, Well, I fixed the car. Why don't you go and make some lunch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and yes. then and then Goo goes and makes lunch. Yes. Or whatever. Barefoot it was. and pregnant. <laughs> yes. I don't yeah. think he said it like that. I don't that was I was paraphrasing, but but Prinkle fixes the car. Well, there are some Prickle, Gumby Prickle's groupies. Prickle's a, a very good mechanic. Yeah. The Gumby groupies help out. The Gumby yeah. There, there yeah. are some. They're essential. And they talk. Do they talk about. Does this pass the the, Bech, the Bechdel test? No. <laughs> it doesn't. Do, they all, do all these women talk about anything other they than the They just talk band? about the band. Yeah. 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 There's no backstory. Goo is the closest to a strong female character, but. They all had names, though. I, w- I was <laughs> impressed. They were named like Tara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nancy or something like <laughs> But the the thing uh, that I thought was 
I mean, I guess I get it because Gumby's the star. But so Gumby gets kidnapped for like five minutes and then they immediately save him because you can't have Gumby out of commission in the Gumby movie. Right. And then Goo gets kidnapped and then they're like, yeah, we'll just keep her there for a while <laughs> so that Gumby can be the hero. And then, you know, you don't really need Goo hanging around. We could have her kidnapped. She True. gets frozen True. in the shape of a plane. I just didn't think you needed two kidnappings because it was like they <laughs> they defeated the blockheads. But then they were like, no, nah, we're not done. We're going to kidnap somebody else. They're vindictive, those blockheads. Blockheads are fucking relentless. So I felt like that was, uh, you know, they could have kidnapped Prickle, but they did. They did. They goo. can't. They can't kidnap Prickle. He'll, they'll get spiked by his fucking spiny uh, body. I just feel like they thought they didn't need one of the female characters. Sure. They're like, we got the two groupies. No, let's you got a point. Put, let's you got put, a point. Let's put goo in the meat locker or whatever. There is. is that. There's that great sequence where Gumby and Robo Gumby. Like yes. Gumby's getting chased by Robo Gumby. Robo Gumby wants to kill him. Who's like super Terminator, like glowing yeah. red eyes. Dude, yeah. fucking scary. Yeah. And so Gumby's like racing through all sorts of books and he goes to like a um, medieval book and he's like, you know, he's wearing like a suit of armor to fight a robot who's wearing a human suit, which is like deep. That was you know? really deep. That's like, <laughs> dude, that's like the fucking like Star Wars thing where like in order for Darth Vader to be evil... He's putting on a suit that he almost looks like a droid, but the droids are to do and C-3PO. They just want to be like people, you know? Yeah. It's like, dude, it's fucking all. I, I talked Cody about this on my Star Wars episode. Go back and listen to my sober. Go back and listen to my Star Wars episode where I talk about the fact that the perception of droids is what drives the entirety of Star Wars. Okay. Wow. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm lighting one up right now. When people try to do evil things in Star Wars with, you know, the Empire and, you know, Darth Vader with his helmet and you got the stormtroopers with their helmets and all that, they're trying to be like robots. You know, they're trying to look like droids because that enables them to do their like cold hearted, like killing and like mm. evil and shit. Meanwhile, the droid characters we see, they just want to be a part of the fucking humans. They're not evil. Droids aren't evil. So the perception of droids of the bad characters and also, like the, the discrimination of droids, it's a it's a very common theme in the in Star Wars. Like the droids are kind of like the slaves. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, all right, back to Gumby, Robo Gumby. Didn't they make the Gumby. blockheads their slaves at the end? Did they? Weren't they doing the farming? Oh yeah, they did. They were like, "You do this for us." Yeah, they use. First of all, spoiler alert: Gumby wins in the end. <laughs> uh, Gumby and crew, uh, they come out ahead, but they put the blockheads to work in their fucking farm yeah. fields well don't they imply that the blockheads owned all the money lending stuff yeah they did yeah yeah so i guess it is kind of so, like but then where did they, they destroy the blockheads business yes they took oh. they force them into work camp. dude common you common theme with uh gordy and now gumby is dismantling honest businesses <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah D dismantling them entirely you know what was weird at the end when they did the big happy ending mm -hmm. they said that they saved the farms and then for some reason they threw in and the, and the kids get to go to college. Oh, really? And then I was like, but what? When I missed was, that part. When did they set that up? I missed that part. All of a sudden Maybe it really was Bernie Sanders. It was, that was Bernie Sanders in that film. <laughs> All of a sudden these random kids get to go to college. They didn't even set that up. Dude, this is the Bernie Sanders fucking Bible, this movie. <laughs> he watched this in 1995 and he was like, oh, I see myself in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, if you're depressed about the way that the election's going right now, just watch this film. Let yeah. this let this be the the glowing light. And also at the end, I like the fact that Gumby, instead of just giving them all the money and just paying off their shit, they're like, "No, we're gonna give you a fair loan." You yes. Know? Because history, it just perpetuates. You know, mm -hmm. Gumby's yeah. gonna be the evil lender in the future. Maybe it just keeps on going, man. Maybe that's it's what the Gumby fucking system, is man. Be. Yeah, because then he's like, we're going to do it 36%. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, 3.6. Yeah, exactly. But the other loan was 25%, right? That's, a, that's a high goddamn loan. That's a high loan. But well, still, I like that they still try and make a profit off the fucking uh, yeah. farm folk. Hey, they did a lot of work. They, <laughs> they did a lot of work, but I, I you know, it's it's interesting. I'm just saying it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, 3.6%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it called Gumby One and then also called the Gumby Movie or whatever it was called? I think Art Cloakie wanted to call it Gumby One for some reason because that's like that's like first of all it's like the dumbest name for anything. It's bad. Uh, it should just be the Gumby Movie. But yeah, you it opens and it just says like Gumby One. 
which is, is weird. It's a weird thing. It's, it's very not, strange. I don't think that's really what they advertise. This ended up being the last uh, Gumby uh, thing that Art Cloakey did, by the way. That was the last thing? Yeah. This was his, I'm sure it couldn't get funding after Swan <laughs> song. Yeah, I mean, they were fucking under millions and millions, probably. Yeah. And uh, also, so by the way, another weird character, there's like this manager that wants to... Uh, Get Gumby to do a music oh, video. Yeah, oh, yeah, Groucho Marx. First of all, he looks like Groucho Marx, but he sounds like W.C. Fields. Yes. It's a W.C. Fields impersonation on a Groucho Marx-looking character, which is kind of, like, disorienting. But he's all like, Gumby, we <laughs> take you over here, we'll make a music video. Okay, Gumby. I don't know how I forgot to bring up the fact that Groucho Marx... Well, you know, he's one of those figures that is just in things occasionally. Yeah. Like Dylan Dog, the comic, I think I've brought up once before. Yes, you have. His, his, uh... Like it's it's like a, this horror comic, like kind of like X Filesy, mm. but instead of Scully, it's Groucho Marx, <laughs> like straight up. Yep. It's just straight up. They call him Groucho. They just never oh, explain. Groucho's it. just in it. <laughs> just that's, in that's it. Weird. No, and it felt like this too. Yeah, why? Like, and he's super patient and super like okay with all this crazy shit that Gumby's lying down. So you got you got Bernie Sanders in this film. Mm-hmm. You got W. C. Fields in a Groucho costume. What more could you want, really? I don't know. You know what bothered me? Why was Gumby's dad so uncool? Oh, my God, yes. He was such a square. He was. He's a fireman, Gumby's dad. So it kind of makes some sense. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. His dad's kind of a loser. He was like, hey, Gumby, I'm responsible. And I was like, come on. Yeah, Gumby's way cooler than his dad. Gumby's totally cool. I don't know where he got it from. We never see Gumby's mom, do we? We do we in see the TV her briefly. Show. No, we see her briefly and then she like hands Gumby something at the end and then like oh, really? scurries off. What color is his mom? Uh, I, I, I forget. Think she's she's blue. got She's got like blonde hair though. She does have blonde oh, hair. Oh, I remember seeing her. Yeah, she's, she's just like, I don't know. She's barely in it. Well, the dad's red. The dad's red. She's blue. That makes purple. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some other uh, fella. Maybe, maybe she's yellow. Some other fella got in that, <laughs> I think. I think race works differently in Gumby World. <laughs> okay. Or maybe it's not a thing. Ah, yes. Maybe it's just random what comes out. Because I think I read something that they picked green because it was like racially ambiguous. So maybe they're, you know, it's not about race. I guess Simpsons didn't get that memo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you just imagine someone misinterpreting the Simpsons like <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever thought That they're of. all Asian? Yes. <laughs> somebody, somebody who doesn't like the Simpsons is like, ah, oh, the show so sucks. They're all Asian racist. or something. It's weird. I don't understand, by the way, the beginning of this movie or the end of this movie. I mean, the absolute beginning or the absolute end. Okay. Or yeah, the absolute beginning. I thought what that was the beginning. That, that's when Gumby's like a block in space, and he comes. He down becomes to like Earth. this colored oh, monolith. Yeah, what? that flies I, off the moon and then flies into into with Earth. With Pokey, I didn't understand that. And yeah, I didn't. I wasn't okay. following that either. And then Gumby disappears, and that's what I actually thought for the first half of the movie was that maybe Gumby was a, an imposter. Right, that's what I thought immediately too. But was, then I forgot Gumby kind of just does that. He kind of lives in space. Yeah, I hmm. didn't remember that Gumby was from space. I mean, like, so, okay, recently I got the, the like, first whole Gumby set on DVD for, like, which Secret Santa. Which is a fucking steal on Amazon, by the way. You can get that sucker for, like, eight bucks, which it's is... super worth it. Yeah, it's all the remastered 50s one, and they just did a 60s volume one. Is it not Criterion? <laughs> it it should, should be. be. It damn well should be. But that show, I forgot, number one, how, like, how trippy it is. Yeah. The same way, like, this movie. Like, to describe this movie sounds, like, 20 times crazier because it's actually sort of mundane in a lot of ways. <laughs> but then, like, it's also really, like, like mean. Like, there, there's this mean triangle that's, like, fucking with Gumby in the first episode. And they're, like, on the moon. And he's, like, Mom and Dad, like, this triangle's fucking with me. And they're, like, go home. Like, leave. <laughs> But like, that's why I was like, all right, so he's in space. And I was the same thing. I was like, I don't remember him being in space. I just remember him with books. But yeah, yeah I, I guess the Gumby books. mythology is ever evolving. <laughs> Could be. And then what's the absolute end? They do the music video. They do the music video and then he goes back to space. He turns back into a monolith and goes back into space. Yeah. By the end, I was really zoning out. You were just out, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was tough to get through. The whole yeah. medieval thing kind of I zoned out on a little. I like the whole thing, man. And I... No, I liked it a lot, yeah. but it, I was, I was, it was also like three thirty in the morning when it was ending. <laughs> the thing about Gumby Two is that uh, 
I like that there's not really like jokes per se, but I was laughing throughout the whole thing. It, yeah, it's it it's kind of like the thing of like how Napoleon Dynamite, there aren't yeah. really a lot of jokes in the actual film. It's more just like the interactions and the pace and like the weird characters. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Gummy too, where it's like, it's not necessarily that things are said that are like, oh, haha, that was really clever. It's just like the looks on pe- on the little clay characters faces like when somebody's like talking to them yeah or just like the the vibe like the uh they go to like a diner and this fucking robot keeps like pouring drinks on on prickle and prickle's getting like agitated and it's just funny to see prickle get like agitated and like (laughs) hate the experience and then everybody else at the table is just kind of like all right with their their experience (laughs) at the at the restaurant and then and then everybody's ready to go and then he goes i haven't even had my milkshake yeah poor prickle yeah. I like I like that. You know, when, when Gumby's wearing the armor and he walks, he's like, everything's not working out. There's like a woman who goes, that knight would do well at a carnival. And I don't know why that line made yeah, me laugh. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, there's these lines that like, they're not jokes, but they're so fucking funny. I, I giggled. I they're giggled great. I just like the, the vibe of the characters, you know? Well, the, I love the dog being like a deadhead, essentially, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Or like a fish follower or something like. What are they? What are the fish followers called? Fishies? Fish know. heads? I don't know. Fish heads? <laughs> but Stoners. Yeah, Stoners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be direct. Yeah, that dog was was chill as hell. He just liked to listen to live music and weep. And I loved Nobody. also when Gumby was like, I don't know why he's crying. It's not sad oh, music. Yeah. Our music is not sad. It's like Gumby. Come on, man. Things can hit you emotionally. <laughs> yeah. How about this? I made this connection. Maybe because I was stoned. The Gumby movie, very similar to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. How so? Well, you got the aspect where the band is saving the world, essentially, Ah, right? Which is one thing. Also, they're going, they're not, I guess they're not going back in time. But they're going. They do like medieval stuff. Yeah, they're playing with time periods. They're doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, also like they got like the Star Wars reference and the Fantasia reference and all. So it feels similar to what Bill and Ted was doing by going to different time periods and taking all the And similar shreddy rock music. Yeah, they're shredding. Mm. And the, and it's positive shredding, and it's for the benefit of mankind. It's true. So really, same movie, I think. Similar. Similar, similar. similar similar, film. All right, we'll be uh, right back. We're going to take a quick break. See you soon. And now, Smug Film presents Robot Reenactments. I guess nobody knew Harry like he did. I did. How long ago? Back in school. Never so lonesome in my life till he showed up. When did you see him last? September 39. When the business started. Um, um. See much of him before that? Once in a while. Best friend I ever had. That sounds like a cheap novelette. Well, I write cheap novelettes. I'm afraid I've never heard of you. What's your name again? Holly Martins. No, sorry. Did you ever hear of the Lone Rider of Santa Fe? I can't say that I have. Death at the Double X Ranch, Rot NCH. No. Must have known I was broke. Even sent me an airplane ticket. It's a shame. What? Him dying like that. Best thing that ever happened to him. What are you trying to say? He was about the worst tracketeer who ever made a dirty living in this city. Martins tries to hit Callaway. It's all right. Pain. He's only a scribbler with too much drink in him. Take Mr. Holly Martin's home. Holly Martin's, sir? The writer? The author of Death at the Double X Ranch? This has been a robot reenactment. Now, back to the show. Hello, Smug Film fans. Leave us a question or a comment for Smug Film to play on the show by calling the following voicemail number. 718-395. 9711. Once again, that's 718-395-9711. We look forward to hearing from you, you lovely, lovely people. Welcome back. All right, before we get into it, I'm just going to plug some awesome people, by the way, who support the show via Patreon because, dude, we need money. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah. We put, I, dude. The amount of editing it takes to do just one of these fucking podcasts, like it takes a really long time. It takes hours and hours 
to do just one of these fuckers. And we've done like 75 of them. Cody, so, that's impressive. Send me some goddamn money, folks. That's that's what I'm saying. Send me. You're here working your ass I'm off. I'm working my ass off. I'm talking right now. I'm working as I'm speaking. Yeah. And then I got to go and edit this fucker. Because I said a lot of things that need to be cut out. Oh, God. That, that whole thing Terrible. about the Jews? <laughs> that was well, like half the episode. Yeah. I, you know, I really, once you get, get me started, it's I really could barely get to... through the intro. Yeah. That's... You just sat down. You just went off. About how much I love them. Ah, see, we, we <laughs> twisted it. We turned it around. I love all people, folks. People were assuming bigotry and hey, hatred. that's on them. It was so glowing, his review of the Jews. That <laughs> it was going to alienate all our, our anti-Jew fan base, which of which we have more than we probably should. There's got to be at least one. Yes, and we didn't want to alienate that fellow. Yeah, Todd. But maybe. <laughs> we didn't, yeah, Todd. We didn't want to... Alienate Todd, the Jew-hating smug film fan. You know, I saw this woman. I saw this woman the other day with a shaved head, and on the side of her head, she had a swastika tattoo with a circle around it. And then uh, she was walking down the street, and she was putting on, she was wrapping around her head a, a scarf. Oh Jesus! And I was wondering if she was trying to hide the swastika or if she was just cold because she had the shaved head. Did you ask her? No, I didn't want to ask her. No, you don't Excuse want to ask. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you ashamed of your hatred for the Jews? Or are you just a cold, bigoted, cold-hearted person? And your cold heart is coldening your body so much that yeah. you need to wear a head garb. She's like, I want everyone to know how much I hate the Jews, but... Damn, it's cold. Uh, it's, it's so chilly. <laughs> so chilly. It's too chilly for me to hate the Jews openly. Uh, yeah, so... Let's let's talk about our awesome patrons because we have awesome patrons. I'm gonna go to the the uh, the five dollar crew because I I don't give the five dollar crew enough love. I'm gonna start giving them love all the time because I want this to be very love filled. This yeah. podcast, just in general, and uh, yeah. So five dollar crew, Anthony Chrislip, you're out there. We love you. Hey, you give Anthony. us five dollars a month, dude. That makes a huge difference, man. Thank yeah. you so much. And he's got a cool name. Yeah, Anthony Chrislip. It's like, don't you want to eat it? Isn't it like a cookie? Like it's a crispy cookie. It's crispy. Chrislip. An Italian cookie. Yeah, if someone was like, hey, I brought Chrislips, you'd be like, bring bring those Chrislips over here. I want to kiss those Chrislips. Yeah. Get over here, Anthony. Get over here, Anthony. And from one Anthony (laughs) to another, that's, you know... That's, that's what, what do you want more than that? An, another Anthony. If you start yeah. to donate twenty dollars, maybe we can get Anthony Cap for an Anthony Chris flip to make out. Hey, Ooh. it could happen. Hey, I'll do it for less. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, there, guy. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Anthony Chris flip. Thank you so much. Leah Kasner mm. donates five dollars a month. Good on you, Leah Kasner. Good name too. Trying to think of something to go off of your name with. Leah Kasner. Leah Kasner can do. Kasner. Reminds me of Rock the Casbah. Yeah. Rock the Leah Kasner. Yeah, there you go. Rock that Kasner. Rocking it every month with uh, how much? Five bucks, baby. Five bucks. That's good. That adds up. Five spot from Leah Kasner. A fin from the Kaz. Yep. And Tom Devane. Mm. Tom Devane. Now that sounds delicious. Is he is he <laughs> is he related to William Devane? I don't know. Who or, I, I like as an actor. Or Corella DeVille. Corella Maybe. DeVille, yes. But yeah, Tom Devane. Tom Devane. Like a, is he related to a weather vane? Like you put on top of a farm? Oh, you think it's like a nickname, Tom Devane? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Devane. Of, He's just, a weather vane. I think of uh, a penis vane. I got to be honest. When I hear his name. If you to donate- be fair, chances are, <laughs> if I ask you what you're thinking about, it's going to be a penis vane. It's always penis vane. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll just throughout my day, I'll just text you. I'll be like... Hey, Anthony, what are you thinking about right now? A I penis vein. It's my always my response. Just one. Yeah. Not, not the rest of them. Just a, a penis vein. I set it up on my phone so when I type the letter A, it types out yes. a penis vein. <laughs> so In a perfectly punctuated <laughs> sentence with the period at the end. Yeah. And the, an emoji. It just knows. Yeah, exactly. It's the cucumber, not the, the uh, eggplant. The yeah. eggplant one. Yeah. It just knows. That you're going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Tom Devane, thank you so much. $5. But let's. For $5, you can relive junior high where someone makes fun of your last name. <laughs> yes. Hey, I think it's a solid name. I'm into it. I think it's a great name. Tom Devane. That's like a, that's a handshake name. That's a guy oh, comes yeah. up. Hey, I'm Tom Devane. Nice to meet like you. Tom guy. Devane. I bet that's what his voice sounds Tom like. Tom Devane. Oh, I know. I'm thinking like 007, like smooth Tom. Tom Devane. You mean Devane. Mm. Tom Devane. Nah, he's just going with Tom. He's going with Tom. He's leading with Tom. Yeah. 
Okay. He's a casual guy. Good old Tom Devane. But let's talk about our, our greatest contributors. These are the $10 a month folk. Ooh. Okay. These guys put in hella money. Yeah. And they put in this money. So we plug them every episode. And we do. But we used to be doing them for, you know, pre-recorded little bits. But we're going to go back to doing them live because... We know you guys at home. You're skipping over the pre-recorded bits. We know. Fuck you guys for doing that. We can that. tell. <laughs> God so, damn it. Unless it's you're all giving g- us money, then. It's all going to be live reads. We're going back to live reads. We did them initially. We're going back to them. Let's talk first. Minor key games. Okay. Mm-hmm. Minor key games. Do you like video games there, Anthony Kaffer? Why, yes, I do. Do you like the old ones better than the new ones? I actually really love the old ones much more. These guys, minor key games, J. Kyle Pittman, and David Pittman, they make new video games. These are brand new, yeah. but they have that great old video game feel. Ooh, how, how far back are we talking? I'm talking, they got some games that feel like old NES stuff. Mm-hmm, they got mm-hmm. some like GoldenEye-ish feeling games. Okay. I mean, they, they spread the gamut of like the classic games that you like that fucking where do you find new ones of? These yeah. guys make them and they're really fucking good. Super Win the Game is my favorite. That's my personal favorite. Sounds Super cool. Win the Game. You can yeah. get it. Oh, there's always a fucking sale on on their site. You can always get it for like a couple bucks. It's pretty damn cheap. You can get them on Steam. You can get them anywhere else. There's Eldritch. There's a Neon Struct, which is like the Golden Eye-ish one. Okay. There's a You Have to Win the Game. That's a precursor to Super Win the Game. Really good stuff. If you like old video games, you're gonna like these. I haven't played a video game straight through, start to finish in ages but i i for like a fucking week straight i was playing super win the game all wow. the time fucking beat that shit i think i was like one of the first people to beat it on the uh the old steam there nice and uh yeah really good stuff minorkeygames.com check it out Pittman brothers Great making guys. making those video games also room full of spoons mm-hmm. guys we've we've now seen this movie this is a really it was so good this is a really good movie this is a documentary about the the cult film the room Oh. And it's interviewing all the people who were in it. You get backstory on Tommy that I've heard about this. Yeah, no, this is this is the shit. This is this is the thing. It's only in theaters now. It's doing the festival circuit. It's traveling around. It's been playing all over the world, actually. It's been in all sorts of different countries. Uh being really well received, which we're so happy about because Rick Harper, the guy who made it, directed it, he's he's like the nicest dude. He's awesome. I, I'm so glad that he's having such success with this film because he's he deserves it. He put so many years of his life into this film, interviewing everybody, traveling over the world, meeting these people, interviewing them. He, he's the best. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. You know him and love him. Rick Harper. Go to roomfullofspoons.com and find out where this is playing near you. Or request it. Or request it. You can you can go on there. If you, if you live in po-duck fuck world... <laughs> You can you can be like, hey, I live in Poduck Fuck World. Please bring the movie here because how else am I going to see it? Yeah, if you have like a venue in Poduck Fuck World. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, if you have like a uh, that's where Gumby lives, right? Please, he may as well. That's where he summers. <laughs> Gumby summers in Poduck Fuck World. Uh, if you have like a you know a small art house theater or something else in your in your neighborhood, something where like just you just a large or, living room. Or There's a large a new- living room. They'll play it in a barn. I don't care. <laughs> There's a new theater like that in uh, in Manhattan in the lower. Yes, side. there is Metrograph. Yes, I haven't been there awesome. yet. It's really they awesome. They should have. Do they have the movie there? They should have it there. They better have it there. How do we get it there? Uh, maybe I'll contact Metrograph. They should have. Maybe it. I'll. I'll yeah, Cody's gonna set a, a good example for you to follow. Yeah, I'm gonna contact Metrograph. Not today. I got things to do, but I'll do it tomorrow <laughs> or the next day. And I'm by the time you're listening, by the time you listen to this podcast, Maybe I will have contacted tomorrow. them and probably we'll gotten back a form email. But uh, <laughs> I will, I will make the effort. I will make the effort, yeah. folks at home. So yes, please, room full of spoons. Great movie. We can now say because when we were first plugging this, it was before it was actually finished, and we were just plugging it because Rick Harper's the fucking nicest, awesomest dude ever. Now we've seen the movie, and it's like fucking thank God that this uh, yeah. this dude. Who rules made like a, a movie that rules. Yeah, like Double Sincerity. The movie was awesome. Uh, he's awesome. Check out the old podcast and go to roomfullofspoons.com. That's right. And lastly, but not leastly. Jay I, Actually, no, you know what? Leastly. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, <laughs> no. Jay Brown is awesome. He posts great stuff on Facebook. He posts great stuff on Twitter. His Twitter is at Bobby Slow. He's just a really funny guy. You know, I don't know if he's a, what does he do? He's not a comedian. He's not a. He's somebody that you should fund too, so that he can be a comedian. Because 
I got to say, Jay Brunner, besides having rippling muscles for, for ages, just yeah. ages, oh, that wow. guy is like How does he do it? ripped as hell. Muscles for days, this guy. Super, you know, and all the women love him anyhow, so it's really hard to even like And he's a know. funny guy, too. So he's crushing funny <laughs> pussy you know I don't, and crushing I don't, hot pussy. I don't like this guy. <laughs> he's, he's, it's, it's too much. So Anthony said, <laughs> Anthony doesn't want him to get into stand-up. We want Jay Brunner to get into stand-up. He's, he's a funny motherfucker. Uh, Jenny, you got a, a tweet of uh, Jay Brunner's? We could do a little uh, Jenna reading a Jay Brunner tweet. Bobby Slow on Twitter, at Bobby Slow. Here's one. Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20, singer of the song 3 a.m., was found alive in his bed this morning. He is 44. See, I love that. It's simple. <laughs> He's just found alive. It's a nice, it. it's a perfect little Which joke. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. It's very sad. He but, also uh, runs the ma- amazing, fantastic Facebook group, Cows Are the Silent Jury and the Trial of Mankind. Which is just that is phrase just every day. So true. He just... Post that phrase all the time, right? So true. Anyway, Jay Brunner, hell of a fella. Check him out. Full of muscles. And now back to Gumby World. Gumby. Gumby. Interesting thing about Gumby is Gumby kind of comes in waves. And I don't feel like the current crop of of youngsters, at least the the youngsters that I talk to in my van, have no (laughs) idea anything about Gumby. And I give them, I give them like three guesses on like Gumby questions. Yeah. And you tell them they I, can I tell leave. Them you can they... leave if you get the Gumby questions right. <laughs> they never get to leave. They just die in the van. And it's very sad for me because you want to let them go. I please. There's nothing I want more in you this world. You have all this blood on your hands now. Than to let these kids go, but I have to kill them. It's what I have to do. This is kind of what watching Gumby is like. <laughs> so it's it's weird to me that the Gumby, I mean uh, the kids of today don't know Gumby. You know why? It's because they're Disney stopped doing uh, animation. They're only doing the the 3D Pixar bullshit. Yeah. And so I think that kids are totally like they're out of touch with like clay animation. I think and like Gumby, the wonders of it. They're out of touch with anything tangible. They're always on the internet, you know, blasting each other and cyber bullying each other. Yeah. You know, and cyber blasting each other. Cyber blasting, cyber uh, math blaster. Remember Math Blaster? I loved Math Blaster. And I hate math. Interesting. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I didn't like math. I loved Math Blaster. I, I wasn't different to it. Yeah. <laughs> Ambivalent. I prefer, well, I don't really know what it was. Was it like Rita Rabbit? Yeah, it was like read a rabbit, but you're in space and you shoot numbers or mm. something. I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's that. Kids. Maybe because kids didn't grow up with like that sort of irreverent, bizarre learning stuff, which is 100 percent what Gumby is. Yeah. yeah. You it's, know, it's like being like, you know, hey, like, you know, how can you tell what a real pearl is? You can put it in this computer that will tell you or you can bite it. Yeah, that guy, he bit it. I really don't think that works, by the way. I think It does. There's a grittiness to a real pearl. Oh. Uh, you can feel in your teeth that you can't otherwise. Look at you learning something from Gumby I didn't. <laughs> uh, I did, in theory, learn that somewhere else, but I was impressed that Gumby repeated it. You can do that with gold, too, right? Gold is, like, soft or it's something. So- yeah, if you bite gold, in it, it'll, it'll bend. It's malleable. Can you eat gold? You can't eat gold. I mean, it's in gold slogger. You can eat that, uh, that gold, those gold, like, flakes, those, like, candy... They're real like gold, dust. Though. Yeah? They're meant to be. Mm. Mm. You can go for this bowl of gold. <laughs> Why don't I start my days with just a bowl of gold and milk? There is actually, there's go like gold-plated, um, not gold-plated, but like this uh, edible gold flake ice cream. It's mm. somewhere oh, yeah. in New York City. It's like the most expensive dessert. Jesus. Does it have Conan truffle? O'Brien ate it. I think it does. Truffle it's like and gold? Something truffle? really insane and, and ridiculous. But mm. Ben and Jerry's got to step their game up. Yeah. <laughs> That should be the Trump uh, like ice cream. If Ben and Jerry's oh, yeah. did a Trump ice cream, it should just be all gold, like solid, just gold flakes and ice cream. And it would See? be vanilla. Yeah, just <laughs> vanilla and or orange. Like it should be like <laughs> it's a sherbet, <laughs> like an orange sherbet, just with tons of gold uh, flakes on it. Oh, that would be great! Holy shit! Actually, I would buy that. I wouldn't <laughs> vote for the man, but I'd buy that ice cream. Yeah, yeah. it'd probably be really fucking good too. That's an that's an ice cream I could support. Yeah, <laughs> that'll make America great again. <laughs> Make ice cream great again. Come on, Ben and Jerry. Get on it. They have to. This is a great idea. These are free ideas. By the way, another free idea. This one's for Nintendo. I came up with this yesterday. All right. You know how there's Wario and Mm -hmm. Mario Mm -hmm. and there's Waluigi and Luigi? Why not for Peach, for Princess Peach, Weech? 
Oh, weech. okay. And she can be like a witchy lady, like witch, oh. like a witch, and but she'll look a little witchy, and she'll be evil. I thought Peach was the same. Is it at first she was Princess Toadstool? Yeah, but her first name's Peach. Oh, that's how they. Oh, I see. I always thought that it was Wario because it's just the upside down M. So then I would think that Peach would be Beach. But then why is it Wario? Oh, shit. But but then while Luigi makes absolutely yeah exactly no sense. should be right. Luigi but you're a right. seven you're right should I'm be right. like a I'm seven right. in front of <laughs> Luigi make her weech because the precedent is you put a W that's yeah. the that's what's established been established in yeah. the Nintendo uh, uh, universe wa so weech so no just weech weech because she's like a witch she'll be like a witchy like yellow and purple like looking like evil Peach mm. she'll be called weech she'll be awesome Nintendo take my idea you don't have to pay me but please pay me. You I know? also have a good idea. Uh, the one cent bill. One cent bill. There you go. Free idea. Get on that. <laughs> so you, if you government. got like a fucking stack <laughs> of them, you feel like you have a lot of money. Yeah. You could have a hundred of them and you really only have a dollar. Yeah. What What would they look like? Are you ever in a situation where somebody's like, can you break a dollar? And you're like, yes, I can. I got a hundred one cent bills. Ah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Now you don't need a bunch of coins. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not into the coins, really. Yeah. Not you just, coin yeah, you want to carry a wad of cash as opposed to just like a wad of coins. I yeah. got it. I got it. Wad of cash is better to carry around than a wad of coins. It weighs less. It weighs less. Also, you feel like you got a lot of money. It's not actually worth anything. So we can keep going with this uh, idea that our money is actually worth something. You got a, a quarter. That's worth 25 cents. You can back that up. Yeah. You can melt it down. That's 25 cents worth of whatever it's made of. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it works like that anymore. <laughs> it used to be that... Uh, uh, quarters were actually made from silver, but silver, the price of silver went higher than 25 cents. Like I think uh, an old silver quarter, which I have some, I think, um, they, first of all, if they, you lo- want rob Cody, they look kind of gorgeous. Like they look, they don't look like a quarter. They, they're like shinier and like lighter. And that is now worth like eight bucks. Uh, so they, they had to stop doing that. I think it was like the fifties where they changed over. But if I you, f- if you ever find one, it's worth $8. I feel so like what's a-, a quarter worth now? quarter so but a dollar but the, what i mean is not is worth anything the it's materials the materials in the quarter is now worth way less than an actual 25 cents thing it's a weird fiat currency bullshit paper money thing it's all gonna be bitcoins pretty soon you think so i think that's the new world order uh currency what if the new currency becomes uh uh gumby action figures yeah i'm into it yeah we oh just, i'd be fucking rich yeah dude I got me some. My DVD came with a Gumby action figure. I know. I'm so jealous. Oh, yeah. You never know. You never know when these resurgences will happen. You never know in a couple of years. Suddenly everybody's going to be into Gumby and then all your fucking Gumby action figures are going to be worth a lot. The second pot gets legalized, Gumby's going to come back. (laughs) Exactly. I hope so. All right. Once it's legalized in all 50 states, suddenly huge resurgence in Gumby. (laughs) Here's here's my idea. Here's my, my one bill okay <laughs> i can't wait until pot gets legalized so that um everyone realizes it's really just a government conspiracy to keep us all complacent wait what, legalizing the, the legalizing of it yeah because, that's the conspiracy yeah i thought the original conspiracy was wasn't it that like uh it was about hemp and it was about like uh about hemp. yeah it was like they they wanted to keep hemp down because they wanted like regular ass rope even though hemp was better yeah and it, paper yeah, so they, there was all these conspiracies about like marijuana as this like evil, scary thing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Hearst that did this? William Randolph Hearst? I'm not sure. I think it was Hearst. I think I remember this from like Joe Rogan's podcast or something. It was Hearst started this campaign against marijuana to make it this evil thing. And he would print these made up stories in his newspaper. And it was all because he had money in something that wasn't hemp. Yeah. And he knew that like, hemp was a better actual substance for like making rope etc you know the declaration of independence is written on hemp paper god damn really did you know that god damn did not it is did not you can look that shit right up and smoke it (laughs) you can roll it up and smoke it that that was the intended purpose yeah yeah no this that's my conspiracy theory i'm saying it right now on the gumby podcast (laughs) fair enough real so how do we get kids interested in gumby again uh do we go door to door and just Get, people sell Gumby videotapes. I really wish people would uh, show their kids some Gumby because I think it's it's an instant like it's like 
I remember the first time I saw Gumby, I was like, I get it. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm just at this point where I'm realizing, you know, not having a child. And I don't actually know. I don't have very many friends that have kids at this point, weirdly. But um, it's probably on purpose, actually. But... I feel like you're at this point where when we were growing up, we had to watch whatever was on TV, right? Yeah. You know, that was it. And then like, you know, maybe you, your parents were nice enough to get you a VHS or something. And like, even then, like how many times are you going to watch the same VHS? Whereas now kids get to basically, you get to like custom make what your child watches yes. on demand. You can buy them the whole like run of like Animaniacs on DVD. Right, now that Animaniacs it's on Netflix is out, now. You know, you can be you like... show them good shit. And yeah. then I, it, it reminds me of there's like an Onion article of like kid completely out of touch with like, you know, fellow children. And like, it's a picture of like a father handing her like a child a Talking Heads record. <laughs> but it's like, you know... <laughs> That's kind of like at this point, like, why aren't we doing that? Like, I think it's part of your responsibility as a parent is to show your kid good shit. Because if you look at so easy now, if you look at the default stuff that's just on TV for kids, awful, it's always worse than it was a couple of years ago, <laughs> like it's perpetually. So, it's so dumbed down. There's no and there's no real messages. No, it's 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 like flash animation too. It's like yeah, it's the really cheapest bad flash. cheapest shittiest fucking animation. There's no care put into it. And you got to show your kid stuff with actual care put into it. That's what sucks is that all of the really thoughtful cartoons right now are really they're they're out there 100%, but they're being marketed not really to children anymore. Right. It's, it reminds you know. me of actually of like Doctor Who, which you know was a children's show and when they rebooted it it was still a children's show, but now the you know the whole crowd is like 30 and up. So they they completely did away. But then when they want to like fall back they're like, "But it's a kid show." And you're like, "No, not it hasn't been for years." And that's what like these cartoons are like now. It's like I guess kids could watch them, but they're way too like adult. Yeah, you can't really show like a kid like Adventure Time. Yeah, it's just too. They're I not going to sit in their like little tiny chair and be like, "Hey, that's Eugene Merman doing a <laughs> <Right>. <her> voice." <laughs> exactly. You know, they're not going to get all these fucking like references to other shit that like thirty year olds like. You right. Know? But it's not about the kids getting the references. If you watch any of the old Bugs Bunny cartoons or anything. There are tons of references that kids never, never understood. True. But it was layered. Like yeah. Bugs Bunny at least had like, it had like the sort of like, depending on how old you were, it had a tiered like understanding view. Well, those were view. made for adults. Yeah. Right. At least in the beginning. But they worked for, and for kids. And kids just didn't get it so much that they were able to watch it. But there were all these things, innuendos and things that kids never... Well, references to like fucking Humphrey Bogart and yeah. shit, you know, like Bogart would just like walk in. A kid doesn't know. I didn't know what, who Bogart was when I was a kid, but I no. guess I kind of learned from. Uh, they don't need to. From Bugs Bunny and but shit. But that's what you know? I loved. That's why I loved Pinky and the Brain so much, because you could. There were all of these really like intense references that yeah. like you could watch the show and enjoy it without getting the references. But then later in life, even there's been times where I was like, how do I know this? Oh, yeah. I remember from Pinky and the Brain, you know? Like, yeah. I love stuff like that. We we grew up in a really lucky time period because it was kind of like the last like hurrah of shit that was made really, really well to yeah. a high caliber. With really good music, actually, because uh, I actually I also own the Pinky and the Brain DVDs, which I'll plug right now is because uh, the best thing is the little documentary in the end of that. They were saying that they pushed so hard to get a full orchestra to come in and record sound. Wow. For and they were one of the, the last cartoons that basically got in and, and managed to do it. It's such a shame. And it, it helps so much. It's oh, like the, it, you don't realize. All these things help. Yeah. All these things help. When the, when the care is put in, yeah. as opposed to the care not being put in, you can really tell. And it just gets in the way of your entire enjoyment, even on like an imperceptible like level. Like yeah. if you show like an old, you know, Looney Tunes thing to a kid and you show them like whatever just comes on fucking Cartoon Network in no, the daytime, they bullshit. can tell the difference. And all those old Looney Tunes cartoons, they had classical music. The, yeah, that, and uh, that doesn't get taught in schools really. I didn't learn shit about classical music in school, but I know all that stuff from cartoons that I watched when I was growing up. Yeah, and then you can get into it later when you when you realize what it is. Yeah, I learned the fucking Hungarian Rhapsody and what that was from like Tom and Jerry when he yeah. when when Tom plays that and Jerry's fucking with him. But they don't put that in new new cartoons and new kid shows. There's no. nothing like that. It, it was, is like the easiest way to understand classical music because it, it gives you, it's emotional. It's purely like raw emotion. It was like a gateway to culture almost. Like oh, uh, cartoons were like this sort of like, you know, if you were a kid, that's that's the path you took. And then you learned a little bit about like what like really good stuff was. It, it's like that was kind of like Fantasia's purpose too. I mean, 
it was it was just a gateway to thinking about things differently and thinking about music differently. So I just think kids don't know that they need Gumby. Yeah. That's it. They don't know, but I think kids would love Gumby. Yeah. So if you're listening at home, you got kids or you know somebody with kids, I'm sure somebody knows somebody with show kids. Show them the Gumby movie. Kids are everywhere. Show get, them the, show them the, the Gumby set. movie. We watched it on YouTube. Uh, you know, it's on there. I think it's probably a copyright violation, but it's not getting taken down. It's just on there in like eight parts. That's how we watched it. I might buy it though, just to support. I think I will too. I looked online. It was, or something. it was like seven bucks or something on a, a DVD of it. And I was like, fuck it. I like this movie and I kind of want to show my support. So I think I will buy it now. I'm going to buy it probably on iTunes. All right. You going to buy it, Jenna? Uh, I would complete my set. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or, or you could, you know, you could buy like an old VHS copy of it or something. You could be all I, cooler I'm, than us. I'm all about the TV show. I, I was love it. That show's so good. I want to borrow that uh, 50s set from you. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I got to pick that up. Yeah, it's got to be fun. All right, y'all. Thank you all for doing this. Thank you for all for talking Gumby. And I Thank guess you for next one, I don't know which one we're going to do next, but it'll be another one in the theme of, uh, you know, Gorky Park or Goofy. or I think we'll probably have to do Gooby next. Yeah, we, gotta, it's, we it's just got to get it. We got to get it out of our system because we know Goofy movie's good. I, I remember liking it. You, I love you, it. You're definitely coming back for I that would one, love right? To. Please do. Amazing. Please do, Anthony. And uh, yeah, we'll see which one we do next. Thank you all for listening. See you soon. Bye bye. I want to. Can you do oh. like a last minute? Uh oh. Jen. Uh oh. Jenna's got something to what say. What are you doing? What do you got to say, Jenna? Oh, okay. Well, here's what I want to say is real quick. If you like the Gumby movie, why don't you go check out a town called Panic? Yeah, that's a good recommendation. Have I, you guys seen I don't that? like that movie a lot. But a lot of people I know really dig it. And you know, I think it, that's a good. It reminded apropos. me of Gumby because it had that sort of nostalgia factor. It's basically Town Called Panic is or Panic Al Village. It's, My sister fucking loves that movie, by it's, the way. It's French. But it is, um, I don't know, I rolled my F. France. <laughs> <laughs> um, it uh, essentially is is sort of like what you used to do with your your toys, or I don't know if you were like me, uh, being a Gumby child. <laughs> I played with clay all the time, yeah. all the time. So like you know, Play-Doh. playing with like clay and then like or play doh or like uh, you know action figures. That's kind of or Socrates what, or Aristotle. Right. Mm. That's what <laughs> that's what Panic uh, Town called Panic is like, and and it's very like I don't think there's any dialogue. It's just sort of slapstick. But it's it has that Gumby. Yeah. It has that kind of Gumby feel to it. So if, if you like Gumby and you want something else similar that that's newer, that looks just as good, clay animation, Town Call Panic. My yes. recommendation: just watch as much Gumby as you can, folks. Yeah, Gumby is the shit out. Just of watch it. if you like Gumby, watch Gumby more Gumby. Yeah, and if you like that Gumby, watch another Gumby. There's so much Gumby. So much Gumby. Haven't even cracked the surface in my own Gumby uh, journey. I'm gonna revisit all the old stuff. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. All right, y'all. See you soon. See you. Bye.